0: Chapter 3 Rooster cried out, God damn it! The devil rolled out of his grasp as the airboat went into a sideways skid, kicking up a sharp spray of water that doused everyone on board. He'd accidentally lost control of the rudder, and now they were facing the Cubans on the end of the dock. He could see their peroxide smiles as they raised their guns and took aim. This was just the kind of shit they'd talked about in those anger management classes. He'd let his temper and need to exact payback get the best of him again, and this time he'd delivered his head on a silver platter. Their guns roared to life, and Rooster felt the air around him ripple with screaming slugs. Because of the noise of the fan, he could feel rather than hear them plug different parts of the boat. The woman in front jumped up from her prone position like a rabbit caught in a snare. Her husband pulled her back down and closer to him. Shit! Rooster fought for control of the rudder stick, angling the airboat back out into the waterway and his escape. He stepped on the accelerator and the fan kicked into high gear. Come on, come on, come on. Rooster willed the damn boat to move faster. Growing up in southern Florida, he'd had plenty of experience operating airboats, but never one this size. It was moving at a turtle's pace, and the rudder stick was fighting him hard. Using both hands to get the rudder under control and locking his knees so the accelerator was pinned to the floor, Rooster finally got the airboat to straighten and haul ass. It planed over the water and smoothed out nice and proper. An old-timer in a canoe paddled like a demon to get out of the way, but not fast enough. The airboat clipped the stern with a sharp thud, and the canoe spun in a tight half-circle, then flipped on its side, pitching the old man, probably out for a day of fishing, into the water. Rooster turned around just in time to see the edge of the canoe clobber the back of the man's neck. For the second time, Rooster shouted, "'God damn it!' As much as he wanted to turn the airboat around and see if the guy was all right, the thought of giving up even one inch of space between him and the Cubans overrode any sympathy he had. No sense getting everyone killed just to see if some old guy had more fishing days ahead of him. It seemed like a good and proper justification.' The wind felt like a gift from God against his damp clothes. He guided the airboat past other smaller boats, creating a wake that was sure to capsize a fair share. No longer a floating target, he took a good long breath, his first since coming to on Cheech's couch. Safety was false and fleeting. He may have avoided Cheech's gun-toting goons, but when word got back to Cortez he was a dead man. They had gotten a good look at his mug, and there weren't many folks who matched his description. Cortez would know it was him that killed his good-for-nothing son. He needed time to think and someplace where he could do it without ending up with a Colombian necktie. He liked his tongue in his mouth, not dangling out of his severed throat. Pushing the airboat as fast as it would go, he passed the marker for the Big Cypress State Preserve. The waterways would get tricky from here on in. It would be narrow riding past tiny islands of gumbo limbo trees and sweet bay. If he didn't slow down, he'd for sure lose the control he'd fought so hard to gain. Pulling his head out of his own troubled thoughts, he became aware that he still had a bunch of people in his getaway boat. Sensing that the initial danger was over, they had crawled up from the floor and retaken their seats, and now all eyes were on him. He knew that look. They were waiting for him to make his move, take them out because they could identify him. Good. That was just the kind of fear he needed. Holding steady on the rudder stick, he successfully yanked the gun duffel onto his lap and dragged the zipper part way open. He casually took one of the guns out, an antique western draw pistol, and placed it on his lap for all of them to see. It had a mahogany handle and gold engraving along the silver frame and barrel. The damn thing was sweet as hell, and just as deadly. That should keep them in line for a spell.